Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and your version of Snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast, and I'm here today with my co-host, Juanita Wittenracko. Hello, everyone. Great to be talking with you again, Kim. And so Juanita and I are going to continue our conversation about the five roadblocks to writing a book. And so this is part two. So if you haven't listened to part one yet, you got to make sure you go back and listen to it because we cover the big two, time and money in that podcast. But just before we get into today's podcast, I want to really just remind you that Winita and I have a wonderful, amazing Facebook group called <laughs> Author to Authority. <laughs> and in that group, we have fun because we always do like to do a lot of wordplay because, of course, we're authors and we deal with content and we deal with words. But we also do a lot of teaching in that group about being an author, becoming that authority, how do you use that book, hints and tips on being an entrepreneur. So there's a lot that goes on in that group. And actually, there's going to be a lot more by the time you're listening to this, we're going to be adding some things. Because one of the things that I'm going to be doing is I'm getting back to writing my author to authority book. Yes, I know. Everything is author to authority right now. But the book is actually what inspired the group and inspired the podcast. And over the last few months with doing so much work on, on my clients' books and our clients' books, I haven't had time to work on my own. So now I'm setting aside time in December and January to get that book done. And one of the things that we're going to, I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be sharing my writing journey in that Facebook group. So if you want to come and learn about writing and see how someone who's written over 100 books, and I know Juanita will be chiming in from time to time as, as she reviews it and revises it for me and tells me that I'm using the word important way too many times. <laughs> we'll have some good tools for you. <laughs> Just so you know, I've actually been getting better at that because about a year, year and a half ago, Winita and I had this conversation about my use of the word important. So I can't really show you, but I she actually gave me a, a, a list of words and it's a sticky note that I have on my computer. So every time I go to use the word important, I look at the sticky note first and then determine which word is actually the best one to use. But anyway, come on to the group, go to Facebook and look up Author to Authority, uh, click to join. There's a couple of quick questions there, and we would love to have you as part of that group. 
Now, like I said, we covered last time time and money. So today we're going to cover the other three, which is don't know where to start, the audience, and self-confidence. And as Renita and I were talking about this, we came up with, for the don't know where to start in the audience, the who, the what, and the why. So Renita, why don't you talk a little bit about each of those three and we'll kind of chime in and, and go back and forth on that one. All right. Well, I really feel like you have to take a little time and imagine who you actually want to be talking to. Who is your ideal customer, ideal client? Your mom is your greatest fan, but she's not necessarily your uh, best customer. (laughs) That's for sure. Definitely not. (laughs) Other thing I think about is uh, how sometimes your ideal customer is not the perfectly happy customer, but a customer with a problem. Mm, Yes. Because when they come to you with a problem, usually they're not just coming to you to complain. They want someone to fix it. And if Mm -hmm. you can be the person who fix it, they're going to love you for life and sing your praises and (laughs) your book will become their go-to handbook for when they have a problem. And I I think that is so essential. But I also just want to take a step back too, because I think we need to explain why who is important. You know, when it comes to, you know, having a really good seller on Amazon, one of the key things is having a targeted book. So if you want really great reviews, your book has to be targeted because if it's not, it actually becomes, if you're, well, here's the thing. If you try to write to everybody, you'll be writing to nobody. And I'm not sure who coined the first phrase of that. Um, There's been many variations, but um, it's true. You have to write your book to somebody. You don't write your book to everyone. And you'll find if you write your book to everyone, It'll show up in your reviews on Amazon because people are like, oh, yeah, it was okay, but it wasn't great, you know, and they didn't really solve any problems. And and I read it, but I got bored. And so you you always want to make sure that you have a very much targeted book so that it can um, really speak to that ideal client that Juanita was talking about. Yes, you don't want someone to pick up your book and go, I know all this already. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) What was the point? (laughs) (laughs) Now, here's the thing. Here's the question that everybody asks me. What do I write my book about? I don't know. (laughs) And, And here's the thing. It's not necessarily something that we can answer fully on this podcast, but all the time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, I teach a several hour course on, uh, you know, what to write your book about that cultivates in, in writing your outline, but let's give you some hints and tips to get started and at least a place to start thinking about it. So you have to determine who first who you're writing that book to. And, you know, Juanita talked about that ideal client. And, you know, if you've already got a client base, I want you to close your eyes and I want you, 
What's the first person that comes to mind when I say the best client you've ever had? Okay, that's the person that you want to write your book to. So when you look at that person, you know, what was the, that person's need? What did they need? What problems were they facing? What things did they want in life? And ultimately, you know, what was that secret desire place? Okay, so secret desire place is that, you know, if life is zero here and 10 is perfect, then desire is like perfect. What does your perfect life look like? And so, you know, when you do that and when you look at that client in that way, it just really helps you to clarify things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we have challenging customers that that can either be that ideal client or they're just going to be a challenge and and you have to recognize that. But the um the questions that they're asking you to solve are are your guideline for what you want to put in the book. And maybe you have some favorite things re- about your product or about your service that you go, you know what we do really well, what is better than anybody else. Those are my top three things. Mm-hmm. When I owned my own business, I sold sewing machines and I had my three favorite things that I would share with my customers about why my product was a superior product. and. And I would also ask them, what drives you crazy about your sewing machine that you own right now? Mm-hmm. So if you're wanting to help your customer, think about what drives them crazy and think about your favorite thing and where they meet. And then you can tell that story of, I was, had the same problem as you, and this is how I solved it with my product or service. Because I knew that there was some better solution than what was already out there. And I think, I think Juanita, you brought up a really important point and it's, it's also about your story. So when you're thinking about writing your, your signature book, so, I mean, there's all different types of books out there, but we're talking about writing your signature book. This is the book that you become known by. This is the nonfiction book that you use to build your business with. Okay. It becomes your positioning tool that, that, allows people to see you as a credible expert. And it also becomes a foundational marketing tool in your business that you use to, in the beginning, generate leads and then convert those leads. Over time, you can use that book to get into media and on stages. So there's so much that you can do with that book. But the key point is, is that one of the things that that book needs to do is create relationship. And one of the best ways to do that is just what Juanita said, is your story. So where does your story connect with their, their needs, their wants, their problems, the things that drive them crazy? And when you write about that story, and then you also share valuable information that helps them conquer their needs, you know, and their, their problems, then you've got an effective book that people are going to want to connect with you with. I mean, think about some of the books that you've read, Winita. 
I mean, have you had a book where you read it and you like, you almost just wanted to turn on your computer, reach to the computer and just grab the author and go, I need to talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I've read those books and I just, they fire me up. Those, those kind of books are the best that you have. They have their passion in the book. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes me want to connect. I, you can tell when someone's half-heartedly fluffing their way through something that eh, they could take it or leave it. It's they're sl- they're at a, a step back and they're not engaged mm-hmm. with. Um, you want to be. Re- I love reading the stuff that is is written by someone who is as passionate, like when you go to a football game and you see those guys that have got their faces painted with <laughs> paint color, bellies are painted with go team or whatever. <laughs> you know, I don't want to meet that kind of person dressed like that at the mall necessarily. <laughs> the venue is important, but that extreme clarity of purpose and, and passion really speaks to me, that authenticity speaks to your audience. Well, I didn't even get a chance to tell Juanita this yet, but yesterday I was interviewing Dee Bowden and she will be on the podcast early January. Anyway, I've never seen anybody so passionate about collections. Yeah. And I mean, and not a a slimy kind of passionate, but she truly, she works with companies that have outstanding accounts receivables and you know how do they how do they deal with that problem right so she's not talking about collections on a personal level like the repo man or you know uh, I'll bust your kneecaps do wappy do wappy do I'll bust your kneecaps <laughs> what we're going for I take it <laughs> but you know what she was so passionate about it and I, I was so impressed because her heart's desire, you know, she has worked with businesses that are on the brink of closing because they have cash flow issues because they're, they haven't been able to collect the money from, the, from companies that owe them money. And so, you know, that passion was there. And so you'll, you'll hear it when you listen to her episode in January. So that's just a plug for that episode. Like you said, the passion is so important. You want you want to write about something that fires you up, that you know that you can help somebody with. And here's the thing. Sometimes people, and we'll get a little bit more into this when we talk about self-confidence, but sometimes people, they think, well, what does it matter what I write? You know, like, what do, why is it important that I share? So here's the thing. It's like, I'm not an expert. I got some good news for you. There is at least one thing on this earth that you are an expert in that Mm -hmm. somebody else needs. And so, no, you're not an expert in everything. And, you know, uh, there's things that Juanita and I are expert in and some of the things are opposite. I mean, man, I would have never have passed high school French if it had not been for my best friend, Juanita. (laughs) Merci beaucoup. (laughs) (laughs) 
but there are there is something you know if you're an entrepreneur you're a professional there's something that you are an expert in that at least one other person in this world needs and so when I talk to potential clients about writing their books you know and they're like well I don't really I'm like is it not worth it? I mean, there's always more than one person, but is it not worth it if you can make a massive difference in just one person's life? You know, and that's the thing. There's a group of people who need to read what you want to write. Absolutely. I mean, if you have a blog, if you have a Facebook group, those are people who already like interacting with you, who want to hear more from you. I don't know that Facebook calls it that anymore, but they used to call it your fans. Those are your fan club. Your fan club is team you all the way. (laughs) Okay. And so that also goes a little bit into, you know, why you want to write this book. Mm -hmm. And that's important to know as well. So, you know, Juanita, let's talk at that from two different angles. So I want you to look at it from, um, you know, the personal why somebody would want to write a book. And then we'll look at it business-wise, why somebody would want to write a book. For personal reasons, sometimes people won't sit and listen to you talk for two and a half or three hours on your favorite book. <laughs> but you can really capture their attention much longer in a book. <laughs> That's a good one. Why, why would I want to write a book, for example? I would want to be able to tell everybody just how much I care about something. Again, I'm pointing back to being passionate, but also to share authenticity mm-hmm. that people will be able to perceive better than maybe in a conversation because sometimes it's coming through the filter of, I'm in a rush today, I'm frustrated with uh, the fact that I was late and I spilled coffee on my shirt and all these things. We're not always the best communicators Mm -hmm. in person. Yes. But one of the reasons I like writing so much is because I can really get down. I I think of it sort of like uh, how gold has to be heated Mm -hmm. and refined to get you're getting rid of all the dross. I don't mind my first draft being kind of messy. If I'm writing a speech for Toastmasters, I write it out by hand rather than on the computer because my ideas flow better. And getting to write down to what I truly believe, I don't always know what I'm, what I truly believe about something until I write it out and go, yeah, that captures what I'm feeling. Or no, it's more accurate to say that I feel this way you know when we're talking we might say oh i love peanut butter when yeah that's not you know i'm not going to marry a jar of peanut butter i'm (laughs) i enjoy it that (laughs) those kind of refinements come in and you the you know for humor you can go over the top with that but the way of expressing yourself is very satisfying Mm -hmm. and there's a real joy in learning about your own topic and you're learning about yourself, but you can also do some research and learn more about 
your passion topic anyway. That's part of making a book really exciting and making a really worthwhile book is to do some research. Mm -hmm. Don't give uh, vague descriptions. You're as accurate as possible. Clarity. Of course. Another thing I was thinking of too is personally is the journey of writing a book and Mm -hmm. how many times a lot of our clients have received a lot of clarity in their business and in their messaging and who they really want to work with and, and what it is they really want to do, you know, through that process of writing the book. Yes. Yeah. The ideas that you have starting out are, are not the refined ideas, the polished diamonds that you come to by around chapter six or seven. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes go back and go, all right. Now that I know where I'm heading, let's let's uh, give this a little more of a polish and put in some thoughts, some sentences that point us to here's where we're actually going to land up at the end of the journey of this book. Mm-hmm. Give give our reader a signpost that yes, this is part of it. And then I think business wise, you have to know why you're writing the book business-wise, you know, like how are you going to use this book? Because if you just write the book and you don't do anything with it, you know, I've had a lot of clients who think it's a field of dreams where they just write the book and all of a sudden, magically, (laughs) you know, all this business and all this money appears and all this fame and all this fortune. And, you know, that's, not okay. I can't say it hasn't happened, okay, because realistically it probably has. Or when the lottery. <laughs> um, but the the re the chance of it happening is actually very slim. And usually when those things happen, if you actually look at it, there was a lot of things that went into play before that and the you know, that book was just kind of the final piece of the puzzle, you know. But You've got to know what you're going to use the book for. So, you know, are you going to use it for lead generation? You know, are you going to print off copies and use it as an extended business card? You know, are you going to use it to create other content? Are you going to use it to get on stages? You know, um, you have, it's a tool and you have to use that tool if you really, um, you know, want to build your, your business using your book as a foundation. Yes, you have to be intentional from the start as far as uh, using it as a business tool, knowing why you're uh, and writing the book in the first place will also help help you decide how much time you're going to devote to it and how much uh, energy has to go in it, how big the book is, for example, as simple as that. Maybe you don't want to write one book. Maybe you want to write three smaller books. Yes, exactly. All right, so we got a few minutes left here. Let's conquer self-confidence. So, Juanita, any thoughts to share on that one? (laughs) I think we need another podcast for (laughs) self-confidence. I think that finding, finding your fan club, finding some some people who are going to be there to support you and guide you 
throughout the uh, experience is going to be great. If you are not, if you're not confident in your writing, then partner with someone like RTI Publishing, for example, who can help you. <laughs> oh, self-serving, maybe. No, <laughs> no, it's true. It is a lot easier to do any new venture when you have someone who can mentor you, mm-hmm. who can say, yes, you're on the right track, or, okay, maybe we need to step back from this and reassess what you really want. Having a guide mm-hmm. does wonders for your self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Because as an entrepreneur, a lot of it, you are flying solo and you don't often hear people say, good job. You know, I can see how hard you're working. Yeah. And you really are. So I think that's a, something that helps your self-confidence is getting the right team of people behind you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where I heard the story from, So, and they probably heard it from somebody else. So I wish I could credit properly, but I really can't. But um, I heard a story about... Uh, you know, people who want to climb Mount Everest, and there's a couple of different ways to do it, but there are actually guides called Sherpas mm-hmm. who um, who specialize, who have lived on Mount Everest all of their lives, and they, they like, know every rock uh, on the mountain. And, you know, if you want to climb Mount Everest, and sometimes writing a book may seem like climbing Mount Everest, you know, the Sherpa is the one that gets you to the top safely. You know, they guide you through, they tell you everything to avoid, where to go, where not to go, you know, how to go, when to stop. You know, they can see the bad weather coming. So they're like, okay, let's hunker down and, you know, let's yeah. get protected, right? So, you know, having that guide when you're writing your book, it's not that you can't write a book without a guide. Okay, because I did it. That's I didn't have money at that time, so had to figure everything out myself. Took a lot longer. Fell down so many times. I'm surprised I ever got back up. Um, but you know, when you have that guide, it makes the process faster. It makes it easier. And Juanita and I will tell you that even when you're having your book ghost written, okay, but especially when you're writing it yourself, you will hit the wall. Yeah. Every client of ours has hit the wall at some point in the process. And Every- no, everyone. <laughs> everyone. And I mean, and you got to understand, I've hit the wall too, okay? I don't hit the wall often anymore because I've written over 100 books. I've hit just about every wall there is and know how to overcome it now, okay? So for me, when I don't, I don't necessarily hit the wall, but I see a road a speed bump and go, oh, okay, I got to slow down a little bit. It doesn't stop me, but it's like, okay, I got to think this through. But when you're writing that first book or your first two books or whatever, that wall seems impassable. You know, it's this big brick thing. And you actually get to the point where it's like, I'm going to quit. I'm going to stop writing the book because it just seems like you can't get past it, around it, through it, under, over it. And so that's why it's really important to have that guide when you're writing the book because you need someone who's already done what you're doing 
because usually when the clients hit the wall, it takes one conversation with Juanita and I, and, and they're back on track again. Why? Because we've seen every wall there is, and we can usually tell them what wall they're hitting before they've even opened their mouth because, you know, <laughs> they send us an email and we're going, yep, you're there. Yep. Yep. So it's like, you know, email back. Okay, let's schedule a call. And then within a few minutes, you know, we've had this lovely conversation. And then it's like, okay, we're back on track again. Yeah. So, and go ahead. I was going to say, yeah. And we're at the point where we can recognize some of these challenges in advance and go, this person will probably, we'll have to check in with them here because I can already tell that as a busy mom and she has so many uh, plates spinning in the air, maybe trying to make her Halloween costume and another costume for the recital and do that big presentation at work, maybe she's not going to get her chapter done the same week. <laughs> but uh, very rosy view of time that people have when they're planning. <laughs> And I think the other thing, too, when it comes to self-confidence is this. The first time you do something, it can be hard, right? And your self-confidence is not going to fully be there the first time you try doing something. You know, they, there's that saying that it takes 10,000 hours of practice to become an expert at something. And so a lot of times the way I tell people to think of their first book is, this is practice. Mm-hmm. you know get it get it done and as you get it done your self-confidence will grow and then you know what have other people look at it have editors look at it you know have experts look at it and then be able to help you to take that book and add some sparkle and add some shine and elevate it a bit and you know make sure the grammar's good and yeah and then you know when you hold that book in your hand for the first time Mm -hmm. it's kind of like you've just delivered a baby and you're holding this thing and you're looking at it and you can't actually believe that it's here (laughs) (laughs) so any more thoughts to share with, with us Juanita yep get on the road and start writing your book friends (laughs) So if you're looking for help with writing your book, whether it be you're looking to have done for you services, so where you want it ghostwritten and edited and formatted, where somebody else does 95% of the work, or if you're looking for teaching and training on how to write your own book, then I suggest you go to www.rtipublishinghouse.com, fill in the Get a Quote form, and we'll book a time to talk about your project. And we'll just see if we're a good fit. We're not, RTI is not a good fit for everybody. We know who we work with best. But if we can't help you, then, you know, we know lots of resources to be able to help you make sure that you can get your book written. So Mm -hmm. thanks so much, Juanita. It has been another wonderful podcast. And you and I will have to consider what we're going to talk about the next, on the next podcast. I'm looking forward to it, Kim. (laughs) (laughs) Well, have a great day, everyone, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. 
Just for being here, I'd like to invite you to download your free copy of Power Words, Attract High-Paying Clients and Customers. In this book, I show you how you can easily double your business by using engaging language that attracts the right client to you and positions you as someone they want to work with. Get your free ebook at www.powerwords.pro forward slash free book. That's www.powerwords.pro forward slash free book. Go there now, and I look forward to seeing you on the very next episode of Author to Authority. <laughs>